Hello, St. Lawrence community. My name is Jenny Lamadou, and I am your host of this year's podcast, The Saintly Special, where I'll invite some members on campus or the community to come on and share their experiences, highlight their accomplishments, and get to know them. This week, we have a great episode lined up for you all. We have some members of our men's hockey team, former captain Dylan Wolf, class of 2021, senior captain David Jankowski, and senior goaltender Emil Zetterquist. For this week, we have some questions to ask the guys and get their perspective on their ECAC Conference Championship win last season and some of their goals for this upcoming season. To recap, the men's hockey team won the Eastern College Athletic Conference Championship for St. Lawrence for the first time since 2001. It was the program's seventh ECAC championship title. In a nail-biting overtime win, the Saints won a bid to the NCAA tournament, but unfortunately, were unable to attend due to a positive COVID test. What goals did the team make in the beginning of last year's season? Did you think winning a conference championship was a feasible one back in November of 2020? You know, um, the goal that I actually set out personally, um, my sophomore year, uh, I was asked, what do you want to accomplish as a captain here at St. Lawrence University during your career? Um, And that was a year when we were struggling in our freshman year or sophomore year. And I set a pretty lofty goal at the time that, I wanted to win an ECAC championship before I had left. Um, And we went into, we went through a coaching change after sophomore year. We got into junior year, um, had some continued struggles. um, And then senior year came upon us and it was down to the crunch time. We had one final year to get it done. So in the back of my mind, this, the winning a championship was a goal that was, that was set early on. Um, And I think we finally, um, senior year had the guys in the locker room that were able to accomplish this goal. Um, we had the support behind us, both from the university and the coaching staff. And ultimately we set out just focusing on getting better each day. Um, as, and we knew that with, with all that was going on regarding COVID and, you know, or if our season was even going to happen, we just focused on our day-to-day habits, getting better um, than we were yesterday. And eventually that led to our team success um, in the final stretch of the season. Sure, I'll start on that. Um, last year before the season started, uh, we sat down as a team and, and went over what we wanted to accomplish uh, in the coming season. And we knew it was going to be a little bit of a weird year uh, with COVID and uh, a number of teams in our conference deciding not to play. Um, so we only had four teams in the league and uh, we thought you know, that this was a year that we could really turn uh, the tides in our program. and. And we set out goals that uh, we want to accomplish, and one of those was, uh, you know, winning a conference championship. We thought that was a, a realistic goal, and um, obviously we had a lot of uh, processes that, you know, we set out that we wanted to do that would achieve that ultimate goal. But um, at the end of the day, we want to, to hold that trophy at the end of the year. And uh, so, yeah, answering your question, I think uh, we did think it was feasible uh, in November 2020, and um, you know, uh, we're really glad we could uh, put the work in and, and get that done. Yeah, one thing too with the the weird COVID season that we had was um, like there there was only four teams in the league, so we knew all season that it, at the end of the day it came up to two games at the end of the season, and that's when we were supposed to be at our best. So I think we had it in the back of our heads throughout the whole season that it was very possible to win this year, and that it might be the best chance uh, that we've had so far of doing so. You guys just talked about this a little bit, but how did the pandemic impact your season? What noticeable changes were made because of COVID? Well, first of all, we, we started off practicing with masks. That was weird. We uh, like 
getting basically waterboarded while you were practicing running around on the ice. It was, it was very hard to get used to. That eventually went away. But just the whole thing, it, it was so many rules, so many different things that kind of added on to it that you had to think about. But as everything, you get used to that. It became a routine after a while. So once we were halfway through, halfway through uh, our preseason even, it kind of felt like we were into some sort of rhythm. But uh, and then obviously we had our, our quarantine stuff that happened. We were in and out several times and it was hard, but that too became something that we knew how to deal with eventually over time, I would, I would say. Yeah, um, also, you know, Emil just talked about the quarantines and, you know, how mentally taxing that could be uh, on a lot of our guys, you know. I know personally, and I, I'm not alone, I, I think I had over 60 days of quarantine during the season, um, which is, you know, it's tough uh, when you, you know, you just get out and then you gotta go right back in and stuff like that. But um, from more of a hockey aspect, it was a, wee a little bit of a different year you know, just because we were playing the same four teams, or the same three teams, uh, and you know, usually you play a team twice during a season, but we were playing teams uh, six or seven times. Um, so, you know, that's definitely different than what we've been used to. Um, and also, it was just a shorter season than usual, so every game was yeah. that much more important. Um, usually we play around a 40 game schedule, and we only played about, I think, 17 games last year. So, uh, it was just kind of different. Um, every game, is the, the intensity is heightened, I think in that type of season and um, especially when you're playing the same teams you get you get a rivalry going and and games get chippier and and you get more familiar with your opponent so um, it was weird on on both sides of the spectrum there yeah for sure I mean there's a laundry list of the way that that COVID um, impacted our season you know it, it, first of all many teams in the league weren't able to play so we didn't have a full league um, to compete against uh, a new number of our games ended up getting canceled. Um, our season start date got pushed back. Um, different protocols involving practice schedules, how many people can be on the ice at once, um, different groups in the weight room setting um, with the limitations on how many people can be in the weight room at one time, uh, masks. So, I, I mean, I can go on and on in the way that, that COVID affected our season. Uh, what I'm mo most proud of that the group did, though, was um, continuing to come in each and every day with a positive attitude. We didn't want to focus on getting too ahead of ourselves because we knew that things could change day to day, honestly, as we had that happen to us a couple of times. Our, our first game of the season, um, when we were set and ready to play, got canceled the day before. So um, the focus was on staying in the present moment, focusing on our daily habits, controlling our attitude and effort. And um, you know what? The positive attitude from, from everyone in the locker room, including the coaching staff and all involved was really um, a key factor in our success. How did you as a captain continue to push the team through difficult moments like quarantines or injuries that people uh, suffered? Our mantra is always strive for greatness. Um, we know that we're gonna have mistakes and that errors are gonna be made, but if we're continuing to strive for greatness, each and every day and everything that we do, whether it be in the weight room, on the ice, or in the classroom, um, continuing to strive for greatness and being the best that we can be will ultimately lead to team success. Like I mentioned earlier, controlling your attitude in any um, situation um, in life, actually, is, is um, you know, very important. I, I hold a poster above my bed that says, your attitude determines your direction. And I think that's kind of, we all embrace that 
throughout the season. Um, we had guys that spent up to, you know, 65, 70 days in quarantine, which is an absurd amount of time to be, you know, alone and, and, and really locked into a room. But um, we were able to use Zoom to our benefit, as did many people throughout the COVID times. And so when guys were struggling and they go back to back quarantines or, you know, they're going through injuries, I think it was really important for us and myself as a leader to make sure that we're keeping in contact with those guys when they're going through those times, um, keeping them engaged, whether it be because they're in quarantine or they're dealing with a tough injury. I know we had um, a number of guys, including myself, that were that were out for good portions of the season, um, given that it was a condensed season. So continuing to have a positive attitude, working on what you can do to get back as quickly and as healthy as possible during those times and keeping all engaged um, through the team and, and making sure that everyone, each member of the team feels included, whether they're in the locker room with us on a daily basis or not was, uh, was, was paramount. What lasting impression legacy do you wish to have left behind slash do you think you did leave behind you and um, Koozie together as captains? Yeah. You know, I think that when I look back on my time at St. Lawrence and, 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 um, myself and Kuzi included, as well as the rest of the senior class. We went through a number of tough years, our freshman, sophomore, and junior seasons. Um, but to go out the way we did, uh, leaving the team in a better place than we arrived to it, uh, I think is the legacy that I hope to be left, left behind. And, you know, things that we did that we started our, during our sophomore and junior years ultimately is what led us to our success come senior year. And that was focusing on really building a deep family team culture in the locker room. And we did this through every freshman class that came in. We made sure that we get them acclimated with the team um, as quickly as possible because we knew that they were going to be valuable components to the team. And in order for us to have team success, um, they were going to have to be brought on quickly um, and accustomed to college hockey because coming in as a freshman, it is a tough transition um, between schoolwork um, the, the level of play that we're playing at, the travel. And so helping out the, the younger guys on the team um, was always one of our focuses. And I think we had great um, contributions from our junior class last year and our sophomore class and helping to get that freshman class engaged and acclimated to the, to the culture that we set forth at St. Lawrence. And I think another thing we focused on as well is, you know, everyone's in control of their actions and their attitude and what they bring each and every day to practice or game or workout, whatever it may be, um, to give you 100%. And you're going to have days where things just aren't going to go your way. But if you come back the next day and are better, that's, that's ultimately a win in our mind. Emil, you had 39 saves in an overtime win in your semifinal game against Colgate and were entering the championship game with a 2.74 goals against average and a .913 save percentage. Thinking back, what was your mindset like knowing you were playing Quinnipiac in the final given the last two times you had faced each other, Slew had been edged out? You know, honestly, it was, I remember this day so clearly. It was. It was like it was beautiful weather. It was just a gorgeous day, and and we'd won a couple of days before, and we went down there, and and I've never been so sure of a win in my life. It was just like everything just felt right at that moment, and and we yeah we lost against them a couple of times before, but the last time we played them before playoffs, it was it got rowdy at the end, and 
we kept telling ourselves that they don't want to play us. And we had that mentality throughout our whole preparation for that game. And I think it was, I think Janko was there when I got back after, after a, a pregame skate the same day. We were standing outside and we, was like, we were just talking and we're like, there's, there's no way they're not more nervous than we are right now. There's no way. And that kind of that kind of energy carried into the game, I would say. David, you scored the game-winning goal in overtime. Was there anything going through your mind as you set up the shot? Take us through what you were feeling immediately after scoring. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was fortunate enough to to be the one who scored the game winner. Um, but honestly, um, you know, I got a lot of credit for that right after it happened. But um, in reality. There were so many things that happened before that that, that led to me scoring. Uh, you know, Emil playing lights out at the other end during overtime and pretty much the whole game. And then I think we had uh, possession in their offensive zone for a couple minutes before I even got on the ice there. Um, I think we had two full line changes before I even got out. Um, so, you know, my teammates put in the work uh, before I even got out on the ice. Um, they had a tired group of Quinnipiac guys out there and uh, they pinned them in the zone. and. And ultimately, when I got out there, I was fresh, and and uh, we kind of capitalized on on uh, their mistakes when they were tired. Um, Luke Salem made a great play at the red line to get the puck to me, and then uh, I think I came in the zone on the left side, and and Justin Paul uh, made a great net drive and backed the D off, and um, really it was a great play by by everyone else, and I was just able to get to the middle of the ice and, and get a shot off, and luckily it went in. Um, so yeah, I mean. Uh, can't thank my teammates enough. Uh, like, like I said, I got a lot of the credit for the goal, but it was really everyone else before me who, who helped me get that done. Um, and then after the goal, <laughs> I think uh, I think I shot the puck and uh, I kind of got blown up by one of the Quinnipiac guys. So I didn't even see it go in. I think I was upside down on the ice. And then uh, I saw one of our defensemen celebrating and throwing his gloves up. So I was like, oh, oh my God, I must have went in. So then, so then I got up from the ice, and as soon as I stood up, I think Caden Pickering came and tackled me back down. So, and then I think after that, for the next five minutes, I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a whole lot. Uh, obviously, a lot of emotions, but yeah. it was just a really special time. I think that's the fastest I've ever skated across the ice <laughs> at that moment. Yeah, I think Emil got there uh, before most of our bench did from the other <laughs> end of the ice. So, You guys play an amazing game. So you come back fired up with the trophy, but then on Sunday you hear your head coach tested positive for COVID. How did you guys respond to this news as a team and individually? What were your thoughts and feelings about this? Yeah, you know, what a whirlwind of emotions that was. Um, you know, we go from winning the game on Saturday night and being at the highest of highs um, to being able to celebrate with the guys and share that experience of of uh, the first championship that I've ever won in my life. And, and to do it with a great group of guys was just so special and memories that I'll cherish forever. And then you get to Sunday morning and as we're getting ready to prepare and figure out who we're going to be playing for the first round of the NCAA tournament, um, our season comes to an abrupt end. And that one, it, it was tough, obviously, on everyone um, to make it that far and ultimately have um, your season cut short. It was tough, but you know what? I'm, I'm proud of how the, the guys handled it. Um, I'm happy that we got to experience the, the ECAC championship with everyone involved. And, and now I'm looking forward to uh, watching the team continue and, and drive for that success because 
although we got the ECAC championship last year, our goal is to win an NCAA title. And um, it's going to take tremendous amounts of effort from everyone and all involved. And, you know, I'm, I'm very confident in the team that we have uh, playing this season and for years to come that, um, that they're going to keep that goal in mind and continue to strive for greatness and working for that goal. I mean, uh, it was obviously heartbreaking. Like we, uh, we, we, we fought so hard and we, I think we deserved to be playing in the tournament at the end. But at the end of the day, um, like it wasn't no one's fault. There's no one to blame for stuff like that to happen. And kind of had to take a sit down, deal with it for, for a couple hours, for a couple of days, and then just kind of let it go. Cause it was, it was out of our control, honestly. Yeah. And like Emil said, um, it could have been anyone. Yeah. Uh, there was no, obviously no blame or anything like that. I mean, we know with this pandemic by now that, you know, unpredictable things happen all the time. And, uh, I think this was just one of them, and it was heartbreaking at the time because, like he said, we worked so hard for it. But uh, I think after we let that set in for a little bit, we kind of used it as fuel for next season. You know, um, yes, we won the conference championship, but this leaves us hungry for more. And, you know, we want to get that chance to ultimately play in that tournament. So um, I think we kind of use that as motivation now. Mm -hmm. So speaking... Off of motivation for this season. Do you guys have like a team mantra you're focusing on, or like what are your expectations going into this season? Yeah, so uh, we we've been talking about this a lot, um, you know, in our preseason um, at the rink, and you know, when when we're just discussing things as a team, and um, I think uh, like just like last year, our our goal at the end of the day is to win another championship, and we want to be in that same position that we were in uh, this past season, and. Uh, like I said before, we're going to focus on a lot of the smaller details in order to get there. But at the end of the day, we want that trophy back in Appleton. And um, it's just an unbelievable feeling. And, and now we have that taste in our mouths, and we want to we wanna work back towards that. Yeah, yeah especially like well, going into the season, like, we've been talking about it a lot. The goal should always be to win a championship. And now that we've had a large portion of the team that's felt that, I feel like it's it's more within reach than we've felt previous years. Honestly, it feels like we have a we have a good solid team that can compete with anyone in this league. So I don't see why not. Obviously, the championship is a huge notch in your belt uh, in your hockey career. But what has been another favorite moment of yours on the ice uh, throughout your career here at St. Lawrence? Um, I can start on that. I think my one of my favorite nights was uh, as a freshman seeing the first senior night I thought it was so emotional uh, like every senior was so emotional leaving and there was a lot of fans and we were we were struggling that year but managed to scramble out with a win and it was just it was just something different about Appleton that in that moment just and just seeing how how much all the players and fans cared about the team it was it was it was awesome um just thinking off the top of my head, one of my favorite moments uh, in my SLU career is uh, freshman year, uh, both of Emil and I's freshman year, uh, we had our Legends, Legends of Appleton night, at, and uh, we were up against Clarkson that night. So obviously, any game against Clarkson, you're going to have a packed house, but this was extra, extra special because um, we had so many alumni, like prominent alumni, um, come back and, and to see that game and, and talk to us throughout the weekend. and. Uh, we ended up coming out with a win against Clarkson that night, and 
it was just so special to see how excited everyone was, the students, the community, especially the alumni, um, and be, to be able to get that done against a really good Clarkson team that year um, on that night was just so special. You know, I, winning the championship in, in, at Quinnipiac was obviously uh, number one, but I think that there's so many moments leading up to that time that, um, you know, contributed to, to our success. And, and it's just small small things that added up to building our team camaraderie. I can remember back to um, Christmas where we were all sent into quarantine. Um, you know, a lot of people may look at this as a negative, but, you know, we had some young guys that were able to stay with us at the house. And so to be able to build those relationships and share those, those fun times during the, uh, the holiday season with those guys in a situation that wouldn't have happened uh, if COVID wasn't a thing. Um, so I look back on those moments and, and cherish those moments that were at the time easy to look at in, in a negative light. Um, but we embraced it. We embraced being around each other. And, and uh, so those were, those were great moments with all involved. So being a Division One program, success is paramount both on the ice and off the ice in the classrooms. What advice do you guys have for managing your time with skates and lifts and all the schoolwork you have? First and foremost, it comes down to time management. Um, if you get behind, it's so tough to catch up, especially when things get busy and you have exams and papers to write on top of a, a full ski, a season schedule. Um, so my advice to any young guys is stay ahead of your academics. Put the hours in early on when the season isn't in full force because that's going to help you out um, tremendous amount later on down the line and ask for help. There's so many professors and other on-campus resources that are willing to help in any way possible. Um, and to utilize those resources is, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's almost required. If you can get by on your own, that's great. But using the resources is a, is a great way to stay ahead and, and also be successful in the classroom. Well, yeah, it is. It's all about time management. Honestly, it's uh, you don't you know um, once you get the schedule, you have certain hours, you have certain windows, and after a while, you kind of learn what times works best for you to do your work, and then you just gotta do it. That's that's basically it. You get a limited amount of hours to do your work, and and honestly, sometimes I feel like that makes it easier to do my work because you, you're you have such time pressure that it needs to be done, so it so it gets done. Um, yeah, and one, absolutely, I agree with the meal time management is everything. But and uh, one more thing I would say is just you know being a D one athlete and trying to balance a full workload, and uh, you just need to sacrifice some things that you know you see other students don't have to sacrifice. Um, just with how busy we are and our travel schedule and our practice schedule, and um, you just have. To, I mean, there's going to be times where you just have to forego some things that you wish you could do. But um, at the end of the day, we're here to. Um, be the best student athletes we can be and that that sometimes means you know having to um, buckle down and and do some things that you wouldn't you'd rather be doing other stuff so yeah, that's my piece of advice what team are you most excited to face this season who do you think is going to be your biggest rivalry competitor I think it's always Clarkson for for me and I think for most people that play here it's and it's going to be different this year because we 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 come off of a championship win and they didn't get to play so I think it, it'll be a different kind of energy this year than it's been previously.
Um, obviously, Clarkson's a big one, um, but another team that I think uh, is going to be a, a really fun game to play in is Quinnipiac. Yeah. Um, I, I know we, we just said two teams that we played against last year, yeah. even though we haven't played against the other <laughs> eight, but um, I think that just stems from playing those teams six or seven times last year, um, especially Quinnipiac. Um, like Emil said, things yeah. got rowdy near the end of the season, and there was some bad blood there, and, and obviously uh, winning the championship at Quinnipiac um, is going gonna, is gonna to spark some emotions this coming year uh, for both sides, so I think that's going to be a really fun one. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jenny, and we will um, we will see you soon on campus. <laughs> yeah, just uh, thanks for listening to us, yeah. and um, we appreciate your time, Jenny, and yeah. happy, to, happy to chat to with you. you guys on. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Jenny. Yeah, and so the Saints face Clarkson University at Clarkson in an exhibition match on Saturday, October 7th at 7 p.m. Once again, congrats on a fantastic season last year and wishing you all the best in this coming one, guys. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Jenny. Yeah. This is your host of the Saints Special, Jenny Lamadou, signing off. <laughs>